0: in the heart of central texas it's the best of the outdoors podcast brought to you by texas fish and game magazine the voice of the texas outdoor nation i'm your humble host dustin von warnke the outdoor success guy really really excited to have you guys with us again this podcast, uh, we're doing things a little bit different, so you're getting a sooner podcast than normal because we normally do these every other week, but we're doing an extra one um, here during the week mark because we have an awesome dedicated show that we've had scheduled on the books for a while for CZ USA. And uh, CZUSA is going to be the sponsor, of the, the dedicated sponsor of this podcast. And I'm really excited to have them aboard this time because uh, the last podcast we did with them, with Dustin Ellerman and Dave Miller, was just a blast. That was back, I believe, in May, uh, maybe it was April. And uh, then we're doing this August one with Chester Moore. And we had a lot of fun on this show. I really think you're going to enjoy the content. We kind of packed a lot of stuff into one particular, you know, podcast. Uh, Kind of 30 minutes, I guess, will be what this podcast will be about. So um, don't be surprised, that it's a shorter show than some of our other shows, but I mean, this one's completely dedicated to the CZ brand and to deer management and to uh, all the other deer issues and stuff like that that we talk about on a regular basis uh, here on the Best of the Outdoors podcast. So so this show is just going to be jam-packed with all kinds of fun stuff, facts about whitetail, facts about whitetail management, uh, the CZ line. Let me quickly go through the uh, CZ USA, Uh, their logo is Protect, Hunt, and Compete, I'm sorry, Slogan, I should say, not their logo, their logo is pretty cool too. Uh, and they have a wide variety of different rifles and we will talk about some of those in the course of this show, but I wanted to bring up first of all, if you've not checked CZ out at the NRA show, if you've not checked out CZ on their website or elsewhere, um, these guys really have it together. They've got some beautiful looking rifles, shotguns, handguns, they uh, they have a wide variety of products from handguns, rifles, shotguns, to Game Wesson handguns, uh, to... Uh, law enforcement handguns and the Scorpion Bren, which are kind of the tactical things that they've got. Uh, the Bren and the Scorpion are two different tactical models they have that are uh, that are really cool looking guns. So um, just a lot of great things here. And I talk about this in the course of the show, but I also wanted to bring up the CZ 557 uh, that comes in a left hand or a Sporter, uh, regular right-handed model, uh, synthetic stock, or you can get a short action in a 308, um, Configuration, like I say, synthetic stock. They have a CZ 750 sniper, the CZ Ultimate Hunting Rifle package, which has some options there, and then the CZ uh, Safari Classics Express Rifle. So, you got a whole lot of things there on the regular rifle uh, tangent, and then also the Magnum Center which really gets me excited. I talk about Chester with this, this with Chester as well. Um, the Safari Classics Craig Boddington Signature Series. Uh, Magnum Express Rifle, Magnum HET, CZ-550 Safari Magnum, I mean these are great guns for taking across the the road to the dark continent, across the pond I should say, to the dark continent. And hunting African game for hunting a long range game here such as your elk and that kind of stuff. You need Magnum cartridges to reach out and touch them. Uh, There's just a wide variety of different things you can do. with. with uh with these cz guns and uh and they're beautiful they're just fantastic wood the workmanship the uh fit and finish and everything is really cool so before we get any more into that stuff let's jump into our podcast content with chester moore here we go joining me on the phone mr chester moore editor-in-chief of texas fishing game magazine and host of more outdoors radio show how you doing chester
1: doing good man checking here from the animal underground headquarters Uh, here. And uh, that's what I call my office, the animal. (laughs) And, uh, you know, going to give some really interesting information, you know, um, as a wildlife journalist for going on 26 years, started off as a young pup. I've uh, always interested in coming across, you know, different studies and different information that kind of challenges the narrative and came across something pretty recently on deer management that I thought was really cool.
0: That's really cool, man. Tell us more about your, your research, and then this this article that you're working on is going to be in the September issue of Texas Fishing Games, so people can check it out digitally or in print, correct?
1: Yes, sir. And um, it's called Guns and Roses is the name of the article. <laughs> I love the name. Or only That's I true. would name it Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Mr.
0: Heavy Metal Fan, yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> but uh, it's it's a thing that was um, it's a theory written by Penn State College Agriculture Services, It's called the Rose Petal Hypothesis. Okay. And it's about managing deer on small tracks in particular. And I'm just gonna read you a quote here. It said, research in New York found that when a group of female deer were eliminated from a local area, this area had reduced deer densities for three to five years. Mm -hmm. Picture a dominant female in the center surrounded by her female offspring whose home ranges overlap to some degree with their mother, like the petals of a rose. I see. If you pick one or more of those roses off the landscape, you can create an area of low deer density because of the very low female dispersal rate. No new females move into the area to grow another rose. Oh. So it's really interesting about like targeted um, doe harvest on these smaller tracks because as you know, the bucks are the ones that tend to move a lot more.
0: They're a lot more, uh, they're, they're. I, I don't want to say territorial, but they're basically, they, they roam a little bit more than the does. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, so if you go in and specifically in an area, go in and you're trying to take that deer density now, maybe because it's too high or they're, they're getting the browse lines getting too high, sure. those kinds of things, you go out and you start picking off those does, those yearling does, the the big mama doe in that area, and what's going to happen is typically according to this research, you're going to have an area where you have a, a reprieve from, um, a high deer density.
0: Okay. No, that's, that's understandable for sure. Yeah. So managing correctly is what we're after in the, in the title of your article, right?
1: Yeah. And it's really about going in there and, um, cause there are really some areas in Texas where there are just too many deer. I've hunted um, many of those. Yep. <laughs> you know, we've taken, we've taken the gray wolf out of the equation, the coyote does a decent job of management, but it's not what the good Lord put here to manage the whitetail. It was the gray, it was the cougar and the gray wolf for killing every cougar that comes out. And the gray wolf's gone yeah. and the red wolf's gone. And so we've got not the original scene out there. So on these tracks that, that are, you know, especially like you've written so much about urban deer hunting yes. and stuff like, that. um, some of these areas we've modified, you know, you, you think of deer management going in and they shoot deer. Well, what happens is, people don't realize the smartest deer you're ever going to encounter is probably a mature doe that really knows her stuff. Yeah. Uh, and you go out and do deer management, shoot whatever, but if you're just shooting the bucks, you're not in the young bucks stuff like that. If you're not purposely taking out every doe you see on this on in a concentrated area, you're not gonna you're not gonna have a real impact on that deer density, and maybe will biologically upset what's going on in the property.
0: No, that's good to know, and I've noticed that because I have shot a lot of urban deer over the years, uh, and typically I use archery, you know, for, for those. But the 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 management density, like my father-in-law and mother-in-law's neighborhood, is so overrun with deer. They're stunted. Their growth is just stunted. Full-size Joe is like a big fawn, you know, and that's a common thing too. You'll find with overpopulation, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know what's interesting though, there was a, a, a kind of a, a converse side of this. We do mention in the article in much greater detail than we're talking about here. But uh, when deer densities are lower, and they like, they did a story in the uh, a study in the Adirondacks up in New York. Uh-huh. There were fewer deer, limited female dispersible. When they had these unbelievable deer um, densities that were just super high on giant tracks, it wasn't nearly as effective but a lot of these areas in Texas where you have a high fence next to a couple of thousand acres next to a high fence, you do have a setup where you can be effective on small, um, tracks of being able to make a difference on the, on the deer data.
0: Okay, And tell us some more about that, Chester. Tell us some more about the, um, you know, what, what you should be doing.
1: Well, it's going in at the beginning of the season and saying, Hey, we're going to shoot does day one to the end of the season. We're gonna get our legal limit of does and we're gonna take as many does out in a concentrated area as we possibly can. We're not gonna wait for the big buck to come. If you're trying to manage, you know, um, you're gonna go out there and you're gonna not worried about the young bucks. You're gonna go out and you're gonna have a really hard year of hitting the does right. in a in a concentrated area. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you got a 500 acre lease, if there's a doe that crosses on that piece of property, you know, you, you, you hit those does and it will help make an impact for several years and allow you to come back with a better plan of how to manage your land.
0: That's fascinating because, you know, a lot of times we, you know, I'm always about conservation and management kind of like you, Chester, but a lot of the hunters I encounter a lot of times don't have that same heart, you know, like you and I do when it comes to, and that's why I always like having you on the show because you and I are very like-minded about this stuff, but, (laughs) you know, I think for the further, you know, uh, deer management is so crucial for the furthering of our sport, for our youth and for their youth and so on and so forth down the generations, um, that it's something that really needs to be paid attention to would you
1: agree yeah well deer management this is what people think nowadays deer management big antlers
0: (laughs) yes 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 exactly that's very true jester yeah it has
1: nothing to do with actually taking care of the land itself and i'm talking about i could care less if a piece of land produces giant bucks. irrelevant but i do care about the overall quality of the environment there for all wildlife and for making sure that we have a good place to to, to, to to move forward with in the future as we put a lot more strain on our resources. And that's what really this is about, you know. Deer management that I'm talking about has nothing to do with producing megabucks. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make an announcement here, here today. There you go.
0: <laughs> I'm ready.
1: I'm going to make an announcement, okay. Um, trophy deer are irrelevant anymore. Okay. Okay. They are irrelevant because when I'm I'm talking about these mega bucks, because the only thing stopping you from getting a mega deer is writing the mega check.
0: Yep, and and the high fence hunting behind the high fence. You and I talked about that on the last show. We talked about hunting. Yeah, exactly.
1: You're out on the if you're out on the um you know the Angelina National Forest, you know right. Oh, you're out on that timber company lease with eight thousand hunters per deer, and you managed (laughs) to. You manage to get that nice buck; that means something, right? Uh, and there's nothing wrong with people shooting the high fence deer, but what I'm saying is, we've come. You know, when I first got in the business, the high fence thing was there, but it wasn't like where they're having entire magazines that you're looking at that are like some kind of adult magazine with just yes. deer and deer semen being sold mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> I um, it wasn't so precise that they were that you could name the bloodline, right? You know. And And the
0: sire and everything else, right? Yeah. It's radically
1: different. And so you think about when when I was a kid, which was in the late 70s, early 80s, when I was a real young kid and first went hunting, you know, it was an entirely different landscape. We talked about deer in terms of six-pointers and eight-pointers and occasionally a Mm ten-pointer. Now, if I ever hear a kid 10 years old hunting again, In my life, it starts quoting Boone and Crockett scores. I'm gonna vomit. Uh huh.
0: Amen. I I feel you, brother. Because you know, after you shot 150 class deer in your 12, where do you go from there? Yeah, Uh, that's been my whole point all the time.
1: This isn't against any of the stuff on high fences or any of that stuff. But what I'm saying is uh, the management we're talking about is the average guy, right? They can go on his property and do that stuff, so it's irrelevant. Uh like like just that the buck is a trophy because everybody can get a trophy if they got the money these days. Yep. But this is a way to help fix the land you're on and maybe you can start growing the highest quality antlers possible on small tracks if right. you manage properly. But manage you gotta property. manage it with a gun. Right.
0: Alright. And that brings us to our sponsor of this episode, C Z USA. Um, you've got to manage it with a, with a firearm and, uh, or any kind of weapon, but basically the, the line of CZ USA firearms, uh, is, is fantastic, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Really, really quality stuff. My buddy Razor Dobbs did a fantastic article last year about, you know, his favorite kind of all around rifle. And we quote Razor in the article and, um, you know, and, you know, we're, we're looking at. The idea of managing deer. So one of the things you got to have is, is is a rifle that can reach out and touch someone. Yes. You know. And um, when I was when I was just a little bit younger, it was uh, unheard of for somebody to hunt deer with the 300. Now it's very common. Mm-hmm. You know. And CZ has that. Um, you know, their ultimate hunting rifle is in 300. And um, there is a there is a round that will reach out and touch a deer and uh, could potentially uh pull the back strap out as well if you, if you shoot it right but um is a great hunting rifle is something you can if you're if you're uh proficient with long distance shooting can definitely get the job but definitely have the muzzle velocity to take the deer down
0: right and and that all being said i'm looking on their website now the moa accuracy is guaranteed to 600 yards with that particular ultimate hunting rifle i mean that is speaking a lot and and the the whole thing that i bring that point up is that rifles out of the box have come a long way over the years haven't they Chester?
1: oh it's not even it's it's a different world yeah and uh the technological innovations whether it's from the synthetic stocks and the the different things the ammo um you know itself everything um uh, but taking that rifle out of the box man you you got stuff nowadays that's just super quality and i'm really looking at the rifles and going, man the prices and i see the inflation of everything looking at some of cz's prices and cz is not a low-end gun not at all these are these are really respected you know guns uh great prices and all their stuff and the kind of rifle you could pull out and have the rest of your life
0: right uh, they're beautiful. And hand down to your kids and grandkids, too. That's another thing that I always want to mention.
1: You know, my buddy Razor, um, he likes that CZ 557 30 odd six. He talked about having that as his kind of ranch rifle he carries around in his truck in case he runs into hogs or something like that. And, uh, you know, there's another one. I mean, how many deer have been killed with a 30 odd six over the years?
0: Yep, that's right. That's a fantastic yeah. all around. There's probably
1: been more deer killed in Texas with a 30 odd six than any other state has in deer population.
0: Oh, hold on, then a 30-30? <laughs> yeah, 30-30, <laughs> yeah, man. I agree, I, I agree. because 30- 30
1: before. Numerous, numerous deer with the 30-30.
0: Well, I just bring that up because, you know, the the 30-odd-6 kind of originated as a military cartridge, Correct
1: yeah I think it came like if, if I'm thinking correctly maybe it was the m14 or m1
0: yeah it was it was early early 1900s when that when yeah. that started you know early to mid but um basically you know it's it reaches out there they have the uh the cZ 557 sporter short action which is in 308 that's what yep. I like i like the shorter action of the 308 but also i mean there's not that big of a difference between a 30 six and a 308 until you get past about 100 yard i sorry 400 yards right yeah
1: and for the average guy that'll probably be that'll probably be plenty but there is that you know and also if you get that 300 you're going to get a little bit more action to say you want to go to yes, africa somewhere yes. like that or out elk hunting it'll help punch those guys down you're out elk hunting you're gonna be making some long distance shots you know and um you know the 308 uh there was a gun shop here locally told me that's by far their b- biggest selling cartridge yeah
0: that's another military billion, cartridge, yeah.
1: Billion, they're out there dealing with 308, you know, so really cool stuff. And all it's, it's all this about managing and the average guy out there, right? You know, we're, we're beating up on – I'm not beating up on the big, giant bucks. but <laughs> I'm trying to say it. The average guy out there doesn't have to be upset if they don't shoot the deer they see, you know, in some magazine or something. Right. Because the reality is a lot of those deer are, you know, um, cr- kind of created – on those places and you can go pay and hunt them but that doesn't mean your quality hunting experience on public land or on a deer lease can't be great and you can't shoot a quality deer yeah. and the way to do it is to properly manage the does and then on the other side of the equation make sure you're not taking the young bucks right uh, you know you're, you're using like that 13 inch inside spread thing like a lot of the state has now anyway and um you're making a quality decision for deer management and like i said it don't have to be about um, Antlers, and and, and probably at the end of the day, we all hunters want to shoot a big we'll buck with a big rack, but there's there's a point on a lot of properties in Texas that I've been on that you got to just get the deer to troll first. Right. And then start worried about how you're going to move forward with an antler management plan. Right.
0: And I'm glad you mentioned that because when I first started hunting, I mean, like a lot of hunters that that I got started, you know, really seriously hunting in my late 20s or my early 20s um, as a young adult graduating college. And if it was brown, it was down. You know, until a lot of the the elders in my world of hunting kept on saying, "Hey man, you should have let that one go a couple of more years," and really constructively criticized the deer that I was harvesting because I was just after antlers. And really, that that two year old um, you know buck that's an eight point now may grow into being a one hundred and twenty to one hundred fifty class deer if you just give them a little bit longer,
1: right? Yeah, and and that's the ticket. Is age? You got to have age. You got to have genetics but age is so important and uh gotta make sure that the does aren't out of whack you know Mm -hmm. take the rose petal hypothesis when we see the september issue of texas fishing game whether the digital issue the print issue check that out keep that article you know download it on your phone you know and um screenshot it whatever you got to do and and remember to pick those does off like that when you're out there because you gotta take that rifle maybe your cz rifle out there and get to town the great thing about it is you can uh, collect a lot of good, heart-healthy venison for the family. But if you shoot a lot, maybe your family don't need to eat that much deer. A lot of great programs like Hunters for the Hungry or yes. just families you know at your church or different places that need some meat. And it'll be a real blessing to their life. And that'll be a great part of management is actually helping other people.
0: Well, and as one of the local radio show hosts here in Central Texas here, Ken Milans, one of our hotspot reporters, he um he always says, you know, your wife can't get angry with you, nor can really the anti hunters or anybody else when you're going out to kill a deer for a um you know, for, for a hungry family out there, you know. I mean, I'm going to go harvest a deer to feed somebody, honey, you know. I, it's kinda hard to say no to that, you know.
1: And then you stop by the tax nervous and have a five hundred dollar bill <laughs> after you shoot at the big buck and they're like, Well, you know I got a bonus. You I know don't
0: know to me. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, you got a bonus and that's that's a cool thing. Back to the CZ rifles. I was going to mention the Western series 550 Badlands Magnum. I talked about this before we started recording. Uh, 338 Lapua so there's a couple of companies that have interchangeable rifle barrels and all kinds of different things like that. But one of the go to super magnums is a three thirty eight Lapua, which can really that was, I think it was another military round that really reaches out and um and, and will, you know, long, long range and great knockdown power. So I just wanted to mention they have a Magnum whole Magnum series of the C Z five fifties.
1: Yeah, just really quality stuff. We know the people with that company. Yes. I mean they hunt Every time we go to the shot show and talk to them, they're getting they're getting these pictures out of like dead cape buffalo and right. elk and deer and and all this kind of stuff. And I, I do want to take time here to just talk about that guy who wants to get that heirloom rifle. Yes, and CZ has great equipment. You can pass on. My dad had an old two forty three that's you know still with us here, and uh, it's probably fifty years old at this point. And it was that pass on the generation, generation, generation gun. And so you can do that with one of these cz rifles and know it's a great great rifle you yeah, know it's and last, also,
0: yeah it's gonna last the ages
1: sorry go ahead start practicing yes go out to start shooting now. Don't be like we did when I was a kid. You go like two days before, <laughs> yeah. you know, the deer hunt. There's 800 people at the at the range. Trying you to know. get their gun sided in. Yeah. To go right. out, get shooting time in. Especially taking a young person. Go out there and familiarize yourself with the weapon. Right. And I, a trick that I always did with younger people and my wife, and, and when she started hunting years ago, we let her shoot with our 22 Magnum and our 22 uh-huh. to use that dope a lot. Right. That way, she wasn't getting the recoil every time she pulled the trigger on the thirty odd six.
0: Yep, and, and that's a good way
1: to learn. She, got done, she could do it as well, but she got used to using the the scope and all that, the optics and the mechanisms of a of a of a bolt action rifle. You know what right. I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I understand that completely. And it's just one of those things where the more you do it, the more, you know, Steve Lamask is our firearms editor, talks about this a lot in his column, is the more you get the, the trigger time with your, for lack of a better word, with your gun, uh, whether, you know, that be a rifle or a, or a handgun or whatever, um, you really have the the muscle memory to pull off a solid shot when it counts the most.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the ticket. It's that whole muscle memory thing and, and um, being able to, Uh, know that when you're out there in the field you're going to have what it takes to get the job done and and harvest that meat harvest that dough or maybe maybe you're going to luck out and harvest that beast of a buck you know and um i think that'll be that'll be really cool you know because my heart kind of aches for the days of getting back to let's let's manage the land let's do good for the quail as well as the deer and And everything. And I think that it's, um, you know, it's like I heard an old Native American saying once that you, you mourn the you mourn the kill, but celebrate the harvest. Right.
0: That's a good way to put it. I never heard that before. That's fantastic.
1: I think Ted Nugent told me that one before. Yeah. Um, I was on the phone with him the other day, and we were talking about some different things in harvest and management, and he has a cool column coming up that could be in the October issue um, about um, science-based harvest and stuff as well. So it right. seems to be in the mind of a lot of people out there, especially – and let me just give a plug for our um, – the people who write for our magazine. Sure. Look, these people are high-level writers. I mean, we have Lou Murillo, who is probably – the most knowledgeable, bare bones, do it yourself hunting guy I've ever met in my life. Right. Yeah. Then we have Ted Nugent. I mean, that's all you got to say. We have Ted Nugent. It's yep. like on the Avengers, where Loki's like, "We have an army." And Tony Stark, <laughs> we have a Hulk. We have the Nuge. You know, we
0: have the Nuge. I love it. You
1: know, you know what I mean? And then we got Steve Damascus and Dustin Element on the gun side, and right. that's just that's just columnist on hunting. Not to mention the features. Um, and then the fishing side of what we do. So, great people that um, care about what they're writing about, you know, right. and that makes it. It's like CZ. Your great people care about what they're putting out in the products. You know?
0: Yeah, the quality. If you go to the CZ booth, you know, which we do, we visit frequently at Shot and NRA. Um, you know, just the, the the totality of of the handguns and the shotguns and the beautiful rifles and just all the different things. They put a lot of work into the design and the, the functionality, the fit and finish and everything. You can really tell they care. You know, and there are a lot of companies out there. I'm not saying any gun companies in particular, but you know, some guys just want to stamp out another another gun and just make another dollar they really care these these, some of these guns are you know works of art too that's another nice thing
1: yeah really really good stuff And maybe we do another podcast at some point talking about all of that so um but it's good um, there's a lot of good stuff out there you know it's a good time to be a hunter in terms of the equipment right and good time uh, time for that man you go to shot show and you find that out for sure
0: yeah, I know for sure. And and the the neat thing about where I see, you know, everything going, I was listening to one of the motivational guys I listen to on a regular basis here at my office and you know, I, he was, he was just saying, Hey, because of your phone and you've got all these apps because of, you know, the technology, technological advances and, and different things, this is as good as it's ever been. You know, you can complain about your problems and say this, that, and the other, but man, your grandparents and great grandparents didn't have it anywhere near as good as we do today. You know, and I try not to take that for granted, but I know sometimes we do.
1: No, definitely not. That's for sure. You know, Where else could I be petting my red fox under the chin (laughs) from the Animal Underground while I'm doing a podcast with Dustin Warrenkey and I am on my computer attending to Texas Fishing Game Business responding to emails. Uh
0: So uh yeah, it's pretty wild what you can do so multitasking. Um, multitasking for sure so uh but anyway good good time check out the cz 557 sporter uh the ultimate hunting rifle and then i talked about the magnum series rifles that cz has as well chester i know you've got to run uh it's good to talk to you thanks so much for joining us on this segment
1: all right man we'll talk soon
0: and there he goes ladies and gentlemen mr chester moore from Kingdom Zoo, Wildlife Wishes, uh, the WildlifeJournalist.com, um, FishGame.com, incredible guy. He does all the curation for our uh, newsletters that we do at FishGame.com, which I have to mention every show. So here we go again. The Tactical and Practical Tuesday, The Wildlife Wednesday, and the Thursday Texas State of the Outdoor Nation newsletter. You can get all those um, in your inbox for free and uh, i've got great connections to different things that uh, that are wildlife related that are hunting and fishing hook and bullet related uh just a lot of really great things to check out on those newsletters and they're free you get them in your inbox tuesday through thursday and uh wednesday in between there and just some really good stuff so really excited to have the chance guys to connect with you again and um to to just uh talk about the outdoor lifestyle and uh, everything that we do here in texas and beyond and uh, this show is for everybody. And I, I really try, as Chester and I try to on all the shows that we do together with us about hunting, um, you know, fishing's more accessible to everybody, but hunting is something that we want to get away from be, it going elitist and, you know, for people that only have a million dollars that can afford to hunt. I mean, we're all about making hunting affordable and hunting accessible. CZ's got some fantastic weapons that are very affordable. There's just really a large selection of different things that are related to the outdoors, um, handguns, rifles, Um, suppressors, um, you name it, the shotguns, I mean they've got a little bit of everything, so uh, check out CZUSA.com, that's CZUSA.com, and uh, you will find out more information from them about what they have to offer, you can find dealers, uh, ask questions, uh, get information about the history of the company, I mean they've got a really rich history um just really really good stuff so definitely check out CZ usa the sponsor of the best of the outdoors podcast this week and thank you guys so much again for watching reading and listening have an awesome day in the outdoors we'll see you next time